Angel of the Grace is good because it like saves you from death, brings you back from the brink of death. But fuck that shit. I'm not gonna play it in anything. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's fucking. What has it got? It's got worship and then gain nine life. Sure. Screw that shit. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 98. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to brief new Raptor Allegiances with our special super duper set review. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. I'm stuck in the studio all day with you. What's going down? <laughs> It's not the worst place that we could be. No, it's it's okay. Yeah, Granted, could, I do need my sunglasses now because it's midday. Yeah, we could be shoveling snow. Because while it is very blue outside, I'm sure it's cold as a witch's titty out there. Yes, witches have some cold-ass titties. I'm not sure what it is about having magical powers that makes your boobs cold. But um, one day I will find out what that is. feel like I don't want to. I feel like if you stare at like a gorgon, you turn to stone. If you stare at a witch with no shirt on, you turn to ice. Oh. That's a thing. If any members of CCO Nation are or happen to know a witch, do ask. Why are their boobs so cold? And if the answer is because they don't wear shirts, that's fine. But, I mean, I'm hoping that there would be something a little bit more magical or interesting about it. If they don't wear shirts, send pics. We always tell people not to do that, Ryan. Oh. Although yesterday you asked people for frickin' butthole nudes. Yeah, I just... Uh, did that stay in the show? <laughs> of course it did. Of course it did. Uh, why are we back today? What are we doing? We are going to preview what I think might be the worst named set ever in Ravnica Allegiance. Why is it Allegiance of Ravnica? Everything is something of Ravnica. Well, that's because it makes grammatical sense and doesn't make me have to redo the intro six times because I can't say the goddamn name. Yeah, I, I like the sounds of it. I certainly do. I think something about like some guilds are falling and some guilds are like allegiancing I hope <laughs> to take gro- down maybe Nickel Bolish or something. I hope my girls in the Grawl, the Grawl clan are going to keep it going. Cause yeah, speaking of no shirts. They don't need shirts. They have muscles. And hairy chests. Oh, I hate body hair. Yeah, well, I That's mean, like a thing about me. That's like just like a Brando thing. It's, I don't like body hair. It kind of weirds me out a little bit. I don't understand it. Maybe it's because like I don't grow any because I, I like, maybe I have like a follicle mutation or something, so I don't actually grow. Yeah, body, we but, like, we are certainly uh, the anomalies out in the magic playing universe, I guess. Right? <laughs> no, not a whole ton of body hair. Yeah, the little tuft of fur that you see on the on my chin in the YouTube videos and stuff—that is like that's, that's it. That's months of growth. Yeah, and you, here's the thing: we live in the north, right? Like we should have the most body hair. Yeah, I just have like a giant beard and be just walking around all fuzzy, but I'm not. I yeah, it freeze just like everybody else. How did we get this far off topic again? Um, I don't know. Ravnica Allegiance, set review show. Yeah. CCO Nation, welcome. Run through our social media coordinates real quick for any new members, or if you're just tuning in for the set review show and you're not a typical member of CCO Nation, Brando will tell you where else you can find us, or if we tell you to get after us on Twitter or shoot us an email or a comment on our YouTube videos, um, because... I think that there's going to be some cards that we have some good engaging discussion about that uh, maybe you guys can help uh, tell Brando he's wrong. Or that I'm right, because I usually am. You can find us on uh, Twitter at CCO Podcast or CCO Brando, or you can find us at uh, tappedout.net, also CCO Podcast. That's where you can see our deck lists when we are talking about deck lists. 
If you want to send us an email telling Ryan that I am right and he is wrong, you can send it to commandercookout at gmail.com. You can also send love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, but no nudes. Yeah, maybe no nudes. Yeah. It's probably the best. In almost 100 episodes, I think that's the first time we've agreed on the no nudes. It's a milestone. I haven't received nudes in a long time, though, so if you did send them, well... It's a thing. Shoulder shrug. Yeah. You can also find us anywhere that you find your podcasts online, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you do that. We're also on YouTube and Facebook. You can check us out on Flipside Gaming. That's You can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. Or if you want a more full and complete rundown of places that we exist on the internet, you can check out our official, official home on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. And... Big thank you to all of our patrons. They are the ones that unlocked our, well, let's call this bonus content. This is a bonus episode for the month. Yes, it is. It was one of our stretch goals. And if you'd like to become a patron, you'd get yourself a brand new, shiny, 2019-themed funny altar. Yeah, we got some cards from, uh, I think it's Ravnica Blocks. And you're going to put fireworks and funny hats and sunglasses on dudes. It's going to be cool. Oh, yeah. Do you wear funny hats at New Year's? Is that a thing? I think so. I thought you just, like, get drunk and, like, go to sleep at 10 o'clock. That's what you do. Yes. So I got drunk and went to sleep at like 2 o'clock. I like what I did better. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, Do we want to run over any of what the guilds do this time around? Do we care that much? No. Well, if we hit cards that have those abilities, we'll care. But a lot of them, um, as in or as with all Ravnica blocks thus far that we've experienced, have mechanics that were sort of built for limited, because Ravnica's got a really good limited environment every time we go there. Yes, Um, it does. Some of those abilities don't really transfer into Commander that great, as evidenced in our uh, Ravnica supplemental series on YouTube. That's what we talk about last Friday and this Friday coming up. A couple of days from now. Uh you were saying off of the show that you even think that the Ra- the the Ravnica limited environment, which is what the cards are kind of built for, and a lot of the abilities built into the cards are built for, are almost kind of parasitic to magic. Well, the wizards or game design in general uses the word parasitic to sort of describe when you're adding some form of complexity to the game that isn't isn't a hundred percent necessary. And while whenever you add any new mechanic, that is parasitic. But with the Ravnica abilities in particular, not very many of them are ever reused on anything. You know, like last week, card of the week, uh, we or yesterday's card of the week had Retrace on it? Yeah. Retrace was originally in um, Lorwyn, Shadowmore era, and then we saw it again in um, like commander sets. They used it again. Because Retrace is cool. Yeah, they're never putting Forecast or Haunt on anything or Radiance. Like those are the ones that we said were bad in our OG Ravnica YouTube video, right? we were right because they're terrible. Yeah, and maybe they are terrible, but if you had enough of them to build like a Forecast deck where you can forecast like three or four different cards per turn from your hand, maybe that would start to be good just because you have a redundancy of effects. Yeah. Right? Imagine the altar you could do. If you used Grand Arbiter Augustin the Fourth as your commander in that deck, you could alter it so he was sitting behind a weather desk, and then you could give, like, the five-day forecast during your upkeep. That is so excellent. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, right? But that kind of thing isn't available. And with abilities like what, what's in... I'm just looking at one random card from Allegiance, Addendum. Sure, if you cast it during your main phase, you get an extra benefit. They did that in Time Spiral with lots of stuff. 
yeah, I guess they did. Yeah, they just didn't have a name for it. Well, time spirals, paying dividends still. <laughs> right? Let's get into it. We'll we'll talk about some more parasitic type things once we kind of hit some of those cards that I feel aren't really that powerful that just have this ability on them or whatever, right? Okay. Now, we talked about, again, before the show, we decided what we're going to do is we're not going to talk about all of the big cards that everybody's already talking about because you listening to the show, you've already probably heard a spoiler. You might have already listened to a preview. You know kind of what the good cards are so we're going to focus on the ones that we think we're going to play or the ones that should see play in commander be they super popular or not yeah or just things that are unique and interesting right like we were talking before the show about angel of grace Duh. uh you exile it and pay six and your life total becomes 10 exile it from your graveyard wait what exile it from your graveyard so it has to die yeah what in the actual yeah you play it it's got flash flying comes into play, saves your life because any damage that would reduce your life total to one or less reduces it to one instead, and then it's a 5-4 flyer for five. Then when it dies, you can pay six, and your life total goes up to up to ten. Oh, I didn't read that last part. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool card. It's very powerful. It'll have lots of applications, see lots of play, but I don't really care. Honestly, I don't care about this card at all. I Let's move on. I didn't know it had to be exiled from your graveyard. I thought you could, like, block with it and then exile it or something. Like, whatever. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, stupid card. Angelic Exaltation. That's going in every Rafik deck ever. Um, moving on. Yeah. I found one that I want to make quick mention of because it ties into something we forgot to mention at the top of the show. Our giveaway for the Feline Ferocity deck. Oh, yeah. You can get entered to win that if you follow us, leave a comment or request more on our Podomatic site as we gain to get to the number one spot on the entire site. We're on, I think we're at six now, so we're on our way. Or if you interact with any of our 2019 YouTube page, YouTube videos rather, you can like, comment, share those around, and you'll get entered in to win that deck as well. And if you win it, you could... In theory, include a prowling Caracal. Caracal. Caracal into it. Because it is a cat that costs white one and is a three one. And is the very perfect example of why cat tribal doesn't really exist outside of the feline ferocity deck. Yeah, don't put don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do like? Um, very close to prowling caracal on the uh, on the list here. Lumbering battlement. So this is a 4-5 for five, 5 with Vig. When it enters the battlefield, exile any number of other non-token creatures you control <laughs> until it leaves the battlefield. Okay. All right. It gets plus 2, plus 2 for each card exiled this way. If you have a haste enabler, you just exile your whole board and make it huge. Or you cast it and then you play Wrath of God <laughs> <laughs> and then you bring back all your stuff. It's got kind of two uses there. Neat, and uh, I just I think it's I think it's kind of cool. I wish that it had like a more relevant creature type than beast, but in white or in white X, what creature type are you playing? Like I don't think it matters. Then it I mean it sounds like a, it would be a beast or it would be an elephant. It's yeah. not an elephant on the card. But yeah, dang. You, want... you know what? I wish it was an elephant because we're one day one day we're gonna get an elephant commander. Maybe in the next Ravnica something. Ooh, that'd be neat. One day we're gonna get a legendary elephant. I like it. Yeah, and then my elephant graveyards are going to shoot through the roof. Me and me and Dana Roach, we, we've got this. <laughs> Shout out to Dana Roach on uh, CMDR Central and EDH RecCast. We're, we're specking hard. He's got a whole bunch of copies. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so I think that this is one that lots of people are talking about right now. We were talking about it before we started the show, Smothering Tithe. Ooh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not super high on this card. You are higher on this card than me, but it's uh, we'll see what we think. Uh, white, three, enchantment. Whenever an opponent draws a card, that player may pay two. If the player does not, you create a colorless treasure artifact token that has tap, sack, get a man of any color. So they're bringing back treasure. I like that. On one card. Fine. I'm fine with it. This is an example of them saying, here's a parasitic thing. Here's a treasure token. Uh, right after they did, uh, right after they did like gold tokens or whatever, right? Yeah, but they got to take back gold tokens because gold tokens are way better than treasure tokens. Yeah, because you don't have to tap them or something. Right? Yeah. You can tap them to like use improvise or whatever that, de- that yeah. thing is where you can tap artifacts to play stuff and then you can sack them to play more stuff. That's right. So smothering tithe. Uh, whenever an opponent draws a card, they pay two. If they don't, you get, essentially, you get a mana. Yeah. Okay. You say this is good. It costs four. I think that the cost is what keeps it from being insane. If this thing cost one, it would be insane. You compared it to burgeoning, and I said, well, burgeoning isn't that good. We talked about burgeoning on yesterday's list. Uh, I don't think burgeoning's that good, because if you don't have land in your hand, it doesn't do anything. Or if you draw it late, it still doesn't do anything. This, if you draw it later, like if you get it on turn four on curve, that is a little bit later. People might miss land drops after turn four. They might. But this has nothing to do with land. It's just drawing cards. That's it's right. Just, when you just don't, they, in white, I'm, I'm going to play this in my mono white deck. That's where this is going for me. I might put it in my stacks tracks a list that I'm working on because I'm a dirtbag, just because I want to be able to break that parity and have more resources and stuff. But... If you'd play it on turn four in a mono white deck, you don't really need it unless you're going for Avacyn on turn five, which you could get with this card. Here's what I here's what I don't know yet. And despite having some knowledge of the commander format, I don't know how often somebody pays two when they draw a card. Right? You go untap, upkeep, draw. How often do I go, I'm gonna pay two so you don't get a mana? Never. I don't know if that's I they will never do it unless you're playing against. Well, no, I was going to say unless you're playing against. I think you're going to get a mana more often than you're not going to get a mana, yep. which is great. Yeah, you've got to. That has to happen four times before you've broke even on the card, and that takes at least one round of the table. At least one point two five rounds of the table. Let's say somebody's playing. If you're in a four player game. Let's say somebody's playing blue. I like to draw cards. Let's say somebody's playing Arcanus, the Omnipotent. Somebody plays a Brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. That, Howling those, Mind, Temple those are, Bell. Those are all things that I agree with you on. Do they refill their hand when you cast this so you can get your benefit immediately? They don't. They're not going to Brainstorm. When do you see Ponder, Preordain, Brainstorm? You're going to see them super late game when someone's digging, or you're going to see them before this hits the table. Mm. You're not going to see Arcanus, if anybody's even playing that as a commander. They're not. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't think that this card is as good as you say, and people see get free mana on a white card and are super high on it. I'm not. In mono white, I think maybe the luster is not really there, but in white X, because this is obviously an Azorius card based on the art and the flavor of it, so let's say you have blue, and I used to have more blue mana to do stuff with, you know? And it's yeah. just, anytime you have more mana that's free to do stuff with, it's cool. I I don't think this card's gonna break with the format. You know what? I I like uh, I like having the opportunity to get blue up when like I tap out and y- I just know your mana hose, so you're not gonna pay two. 
Yeah. But but the same thing is here's here's one layer deeper is your mana host, maybe you have a handful of seven drops and you draw a card and can't cast anything in your hand, so you're just gonna pay the two and I don't get anything from it, right? It's not free mana until after it's made you four mana back. Yeah. Right? Plus you're down a card, and what is a card worth? It I mean it depends on the deck. I get it. There's so many layers to this particular card. I think that we let time tell. Or we let CCO Nation let us know what they think. Yeah. Let us know in the comments on the YouTube or on the Potomatic. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Get yourself yeah. entered to feline ferocity, somebody's face. All right. Let's find a new card to talk about. Next one I like. Last white card I think that we're going to talk about because F white. Yeah, white's worst. Unbreakable formation. White, two. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. So that's all of them. That's cool. That's cool. Neat. Addendum. So if you cast this on your main phase, put a plus one, plus one counter on each of those creatures and they gain vigilance. So little tiny, tiny overrun with that lets you keep your blockers up. Cool. Or uh, my stuff doesn't die to your sweeper on somebody else's turn. That's yeah. cool. It's kind of modal like that. Like if you need attackers and then blockers, cool. If you just don't want your stuff to die, also cool. It's fine. It's I, fine. I yeah. think it's medium. It's okay. It's another one I probably won't play because it's the combat trick nature of it just kind of sucks. Yeah, I think there's a um, green card that does this better. I think, isn't there? Yeah, what is it called? It gives you guys indestructible and and hexproof, something like that. Yeah, it's just a. Just what a, the hell is that card called now? Somebody's screaming at their computer screen. Yeah, you got to scream louder, guys. We 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 can't hear you in the past through your phone. Yeah, Evan plays it. And he's he's screaming too. Yeah, f you, Evan. Blue cards. Essence capture. Blue blue counter target creature spell. Lots of times you want to do that, but wait, there's more. Put a plus one counter on up to one target creature you control. Sure, let's let's kick it off. Let's kick off the plus one Super Bowl, like yeah. whatever, right? And then you can adapt your guy. Yeah, oh, no, no. Well, Damn. we're not going to play very much adapt. I don't think. I think yeah. there's one adapt card that I'm that I'm considering playing in a deck. Moving on, eyes elsewhere. Blue two at the beginning of your upkeep. Scry one. It's an enchantment. Oh yeah, sorry, it's an enchantment. Sounds cool. Uh, maybe you just keep it just for that, but. Maybe not, because there's also blue five, exchange control of eyes elsewhere and target non-land permanent. Activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. That's a weird one. That's a weird one, hey? It's a Zedru card. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. You just take something. That is um, kind of like an early game clone that you just kind of get to see more of your deck, and then all of a sudden it's like six. Ooh, I want that. You have to trade the thing you want for them scrying. But if they're not playing blue, you're not getting that thing back. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then I like Gateway Sneak for Edric, Spymaster of Trest. Um, when it It's a 1-3 three for 3. When it enters a battlefield, uh, whenever a gate enters a battlefield, it can't be blocked. But we don't care. Because we're going to tap or bounce all your guys in Edric and then attack you. And when we do, um, when it deals damage, we draw a card. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a 1-3 three for 3. I wish it was like a... I wish it was like a... 2-1 or a 1-2 for 2, but I don't know. They know more about it than I do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Next up. Persistent Petitioners. Persistent pe They're really doing this you can play any number of these in your deck thing, hey? This is two in the last calendar year we've seen. Yeah. It was only Relentless Wraths for so long and now they're just doing more of it, more of it, now more of it. Now there's four, right? There's Petitioners, uh, Rat Colony, Shadowborn Apostles, and Relentless Rats. Yeah. Two of them are rats. That's funny, hey? Regardless, one, three, four, blue, one, tap. 
and pay one. Target player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Sure. Tap four untapped advisors you control. <laughs> Target player puts the top 12 cards of their library into their graveyard. And then finally, a deck can have any number of cards named Persistent Petitioners. I kind of like it. It's a mill card, right? It's a mill card, and you know what? It, uh, it goes in your Bant decks or your Simic decks that just have every ability to untap creatures during your upkeep, right? Um, Seedborn Muse and um, uh, what's the... Merkfiend Liege. Merkfiend Liege. Anything. Maybe it goes in your Bant deck, like untap all creatures you control. They get plus one, plus one or whatever, right? Sure. Like any combat trick that is supposed to just untap a creature or untap all creatures so you can block. Now it is untap my creatures, mill 12. It's kind of a cool deck. It's kind of neat. It's going to be one of those things you're going to run into draft all the time. It'll be like a first one pick by that one guy who thinks, like one, hey, That guy that wants to go deep on, on drafting a mill deck. They want to make sure that they get nothing out of the draft monetarily unless they win. Yeah, well, and here's, here's another, here's the thing. Apostles and Relentless Rats and let's say Foil Rat Colonies are all worth money. Yeah. Is this one going to be worth money now that there's like another option to do this thing? I don't know. I think the foils probably. I'll bet you foils of this will be a few bucks. Yeah, I suppose. Because it's a common too. The other ones I think were at uncommon, right? I think I think Rat Colony was a common. Okay. Yeah, but and the other ones were uncommon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Terramander. Here's the of the adapt one that I'm gonna play. This is our one one flyer for blue, and it has adapt seven and blue. <laughs> 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 but the adapt cost costs one less for each instant and sorcery in our graveyard straight into Edric Spy Master of Trust. The hell with that, because Spy Master of Trust, I hate that deck and I hate you for playing it. Is that a giant bubble attached to its ass in the picture? I think so. That like it it floats it it inflates its bubble ass. Uh, like, don't don't Google that. Like, do you play it and it comes in as this little winged dude and is like, look at me, I'm a one one. And then you make him adapt big, and then like his ass grows super huge, and now he's like, yeah, now I'm big and jacked, and I fly around. I yeah, maybe. I thought he flew regardless. Well, he does. Whether he's got bubble ass or not. But you know, flavor wise, it's a good pickup. I like that. Yeah. Regardless, he's a one one flyer for one. He's gonna turn into a five five flyer for ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Canadian exchange rate people. I like Variety Circle or Verity Circle or whatever the hell that card Verity is. Verity Circle, yes. Enchantment for blue two whenever a creature an opponent controls becomes tapped. If it's not becoming tapped to attack somebody, you draw a card. And you can pay five to tap a creature. Yeah, that. Yeah. That, yeah. I guess it, sh it doesn't shut off, but it's um, it makes it so activated ability dot deck gives you cards if you're playing experiment cross from last week and you tap on tap tap on tap tap on tap cross to do all kinds of different stuff draw 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 whenever a creature an opponent controls yeah that's why they're playing experiment cross oh you're playing against against yeah yeah okay it's a cool card i think that one is going to see i'm not going to say a lot of edh play but i'll bet you if you're playing a control deck you could probably sneak one of those in there without diluting the power of your deck for sure yeah i don't mind that because every deck has activated abilities on creatures every deck you know what I you know what I think when I see cards like this is how badly do I want to pay three mana and then five mana to tap a creature without flying? Yeah. How badly do I want that? Because I have to just assume that the rest of the card isn't gonna happen that much in a game. You know? Sure. I mean, this is a card that I think you play based on who you're playing with. Like in our play group, I don't know I'd play this, but I think if I was taking like a a blue deck to 
I'm going to go play with some people who are new or I'm going to take it to an event and it's a casual, we're going to play some casual games. I'd throw one of these in there. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Um, how many abilities on creatures are like tap, sacrifice the creature? You're still going to get to draw a card off of that. Yeah. People think, oh, they're just sacrificing their creature. Like this is good maybe against like, I don't know, something like Glenelander Glen Archmage. Oh no, she flies, right? Yeah. Yeah, damn it. Never mind. Forget I said that. <laughs> she still taps and sacks. You, then you don't draw a card. Oh no, you do draw a yeah, card you because, because you just can't. You just can't tap her. Yeah, but you, you still can't draw a tap card. Her, but yeah, you still draw a card. Okay, yeah, okay, that's cool. I think it's a cool card. So that's the end of blue. I'm glad I found a blue card that I liked. Yeah. You know what? First card in black that I really like: Bankrupt in Blood. Is it because of the art? Um, Seb McKinnon art on this one definitely awesome. Uh, he's got a very unique style that very much stands out as in contrast to what modern magic art looks like. Yeah, it looks kind of like old magic art. Yeah. This card is going to be a fabulous foil. I like it because it's a sorcery for black one. As an additional cost, you sack two Creech, but then you draw three cards. Excellent. Yes. uh, Male, no, what am I saying? Lord of Dresserhorn wants that all day. (laughs) There you go. How about gutter bones? Yeah, gutter bones is, uh, I think it's like, I think it's bad. It's bad, but it's another creature that Black gets that is a 2-1 for 1 that you can just recycle it over and over again. Yeah, you know what? It goes um, it goes back to your hand is the first thing that I think of. Your opponent has to have had lost life this turn. So Gutter Bones enters the battlefield tapped. It's a 2-1 for 1. You can pay Black 1, return it from your graveyard to your hand, activate this ability only during your turn, and only if an opponent lost life this turn. So if you go back in Magic History and look at something like Butt Gasp or Blood Gasp, you'll see what these cards are supposed to be like. And then if you look forward in Magic History, you're going to see stuff like Reassembling Skeletons where it was smaller and that, uh, what is it, Blood-Soaked Champion where you got oh, to attack yeah. with dudes. And they're just putting more and more caveats on this damn ability. Yeah, uh, uh, Nether Trader from Masks. And there was uh, Krovican Horror, I think. It needed to be in your graveyard with two creatures above it. I think there's a combo deck with Krovik and Horror, actually. I think there is, too. Yeah, I'm they, glad that nobody plays it, though, because that's hard to keep track of. Because yeah, once you graveyard order matters, cards don't get printed anymore. Yeah, they're and they're hard to keep track of, right? Like, yeah. It's, there's a lot of honor system. If you're looking at somebody's graveyard, if you're a dirtbag, and you just like kind of put that creature kind of back in, oh, sorry, man, I didn't realize. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a needless level of complexity. But it's them trying again. Very to, much to so. To do that on a black creature. Do we want to talk about uh, Priest of Forgotten Gods? Dude. Okay, first of all, this is a creature, not like Vampiric Rite. Okay. That's an enchantment. So this automatically gets some some ability to come back out of your graveyard in black if somebody kills it. Because, and they, they might, because it actually is good. So you tap, sacrifice two other creatures... Any number of target players each loses two life and sack a creature. Then you add two black to your mana pool and draw a card. That's pretty good. That's lots of stuff. It does lots of things for just tapping it and sacking two guys, I guess. Yeah. So we've got reanimation shenanigans. We're playing black. They might be tokens. You can play it wherever you can get lots of small black dudes. You just draw a card. You get mana back. They sack a creature. There's lots of going on there. Uh, It'd be real good in uh, like Endric's Sar Master Breeder. Yeah. Where like every time you play a gra- black creature, you just get some shitty thralls. You can sack your shitty thralls. Everybody sack some stuff, draw some cards, get some mana. It's pretty cool. I like it. I like it lots. Okay, do we need to talk about Spectacle? That's the Rakdos ability. 
if somebody took damage, you can play something for its spectacle cost. It's usually like cheaper, right? It's cheaper or more expensive based on whether or not there's a benefit to playing it yeah. after spectacle. Uh, there's a couple good spectacle cards in red, I think, and in multicolored, but um, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I don't know if it's good. Yeah, it's spectacle. The BioBox promo this year, should we talk about that one? Hold on. There's one more that I want to talk about. Okay. In black. Okay. There's two more I want to talk about in black. One's good, one I hate. The first one, Vindictive Vampire. Two, three for four. Whenever another creature you control dies, Vindictive Vampire deals one damage to each opponent and you gain one life. Another aristocrat. Another aristocrat. Yes, yeah, so you've got Falcon Wrath Noble, you've got Blood Artist, Zulaport Cutthroat. Did I say Falcon Wrath Noble? Yep. Okay, I meant uh, Disciple of the Vault. He's in there too for artifacts only though. So this is another one. At four mana, I wish it was three and it was like a two-two. Except four. Yeah. But uh, there it is. There yeah. it is. So you like him. Who's the one that you don't like? The one I don't like is Haunt of Hightower. That's the, the Hightower. That, that's the box. Uh, this card drives me to drink because it's a vampire. So we got our first legendary creature, Spectre, in Dominaria, but had nothing to do with Spectre Tribal. Sure, it's your Spectre Tribal Commander, but it had nothing to do with it. It didn't have Spectre, which is deal combat damage to a player. That player discards a card. This one does. So Black Black 4, Flying, Lifelink, 3-3. Three, three. Whenever Haunt of Hightower attacks defending player, discards a card. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, put a plus one, plus one counter on him. And he's a vampire. He should be a specter. 100%. 100% we are in, a, in agreement. Yes. There's no nothing you just said could I agree anymore with, because I agree all the way. God damn. Moving on to red. Now we're talking. Oh, baby. Amplifier. Cool name. Yes, that's an excellent name. Going to be a cool foil. I like this card in a deck. I'll tell you about the deck after I read the card. Red, red, two, one, one. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Until your next turn, Amplifier has base power twice the revealed card's power and base toughness twice that card's toughness. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. Ooh. Amplifier and one other creature in your entire deck. And you pick World Spine Worm. Sure. So now it's a 30 30. That's your whole deck. That's your whole <laughs> deck. This is like sort of like Goblin Charbelcher EDH deck. Yeah, kind of. I like it, hey? It's pretty cool. You two pump chump three guys with a 30 30. That's not the worst. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to expect it the first time. Right? Yeah. And you're just going to destroy somebody. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty okay. Cool. Moving on. Moving on. Now, we've still got spectacle cards in uh, in red, but we've also got riot cards in gruel. And I know I know that you like riot. I love riot. Riot is my favorite uh, keyword probably in Ravnica that isn't dredge. I like riot a lot. So a creature with riot has this creature enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus one, plus one counter or haste. And it's always haste because I love haste. And riot gives me haste. Love haste. I suppose. Yes. We'll find riot cards probably later on, uh, ones that we actually want to talk about. But we just saw the word riot. I got very excited, so Ryan decided to mention it. First red card. Can we talk? It's it's my favorite card in the set. It's not Se my second red card. It's not my favorite card in the set, but it's one that I am 100% going to play. I will buy a foil of it, and you will probably see it if you see me at GP Calgary, and it is Mirror March. 
Oh, yeah, that's the coin flippy one. Yeah, I super love this card. It's an enchantment for six, which is a lot, but whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, and under your control, you flip a coin. If you win, you put a token into cop into play that's a copy of the creature, and you keep doing that until you lose a flip. And it is going directly into Norn the Wary because it could just win me the game just for playing it. How so? Because I have Norn the Wary and a Perforos in play. I play Mirror March. Norn the Wary goes away. I end my turn. Norn the Wary comes back. I flip the coin. Let's say I just let's say I get really lucky and I win eight times. I get eight more Norn the Waries. Everybody take 18. Then on the end of your turn, I'm going to do that again. And at the end of your turn, I'm going to do it again. And at the end of your turn, I'm going to do it again. Then I am going to take another turn and I am going to do it again. That card is super good in one deck that I happen to play, and it happens to be one of my favorites. I like the card in the deck. I think in any other situation, I think that it's super medium, and just the fact that it costs six and then might not give you anything ever is not very good. But I think when you're... Stop right there. So you pay six, and it does nothing. Possibly. Why would you play that? Because it has... It does nothing. The floor of the card is the fucking basement of the earth. Yeah, it's terrible. But the ceiling one tick up. The ceiling is I win the game immediately. This yeah, immediately one million to one odds. Yeah. But <laughs> the one step off the floor. If I won win one flip in in Norin, if you win one flip with Norin, you've done one hundred percent more effect than you would have had with just Norin coming back. It doubles the amount of damage that you do with a Perforost or an Impact Tremors. You, you're putting you're putting a lot of emphasis on 100% more and double the effect. Yeah. When the first doubling time. the effect yeah. is, instead of taking two, take four. That's not that good still for six mana. Every turn. Every turn. Not my turn. Every turn. You know, you know, take like, yeah, take four damage every turn is good. Now, Norin triggers when somebody casts a spell or attacks. Yes. And that is probably going to happen almost like that's going to happen like 95 percent of turns somebody's either going to attack or somebody's going to cast something yeah very rarely do people go land go land go or land a bunch of activated abilities and hold up mana for whatever right yeah like it, that's it's, yeah that's not very often does that happen yeah like yeah the floor of this card is absolutely the abyss of hell but <laughs> it's like yeah the, the frozen part of hell yeah we're we're like Judas is shoved up Satan's asshole in Dante's Inferno. I know that he's not actually in Satan's asshole in his mouth, but I'm sure Satan has bad breath. So it's the same thing. You might as well just be in his asshole. And the point is, each step above the basement in this card is really good in Norn. So I'm really excited for that one. I'm actually happy that you got that jazzed up about anything new Magic has done in the last whatever. <laughs> I like uh, Electro Dominance. That's the instant for Red Red X. Uh, deals X damage to any target, and then you can cast a card with converted mana cost X from your hand without paying its mana cost. I dig that too. I dig that because anything with suspend, you just cast for free at X equals zero. Cool. That's like red, red, instant speed, cast something with suspend. Like uh, if you cast your um, ancestral... Visions? Ancestral visions. You just go red, red, discard ancestral visions, draw three cards. Instant speed. That's pretty good. That's cool. Or if you do want to pay like five for it, you go red, red, three, uh, deal three damage to something. Kill a creature, kill a planeswalker maybe, right? Sure. Um, Cast a three drop. Nothing wrong with that. So you kill a creature or planeswalker, cast your three drop at instant speed. 
excellent. Yeah, at instant speed is excellent, right? Next red card. Next red card. We got lots to say about red, hey? Of course we do. Light up the stage. This is a spectacle card, so you may cast this card spell for its spectacle cost rather than its mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. What does it do, you ask? Exile the top two cards of your library. Until end of turn, you may play those spells. This is place. You can Wait a second, with it, right? I read that wrong. Until your next turn. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. You can you can play those cards. Um, so if one is a land, you can play it, because mm-hmm. it says play, not cast. And this card costs red two, or for spectacle, it costs just red. Ooh. So you could get that burn or removal spell coming, that burn or removal instant off of it, and you could just save it until your next turn, and... End of turn, I'll use my spell because it's going to go away anyway. Or you could use it when they play a guy. You could yeah. rattlesnake him with it. Yeah. It's, it's, just, of... it's just sitting there and everybody sees it. And then end of turn, you're like, oh, yeah, terminate your guy. Yeah. Lots of uh, rattlesnakey utility with this yeah. one. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one for sure. Okay. What else we got in red? Anything else that you wanted to touch on? I like Skewer the Critic. It's, it's the three drop, but it's got spectacle for one. And then it's lightning bolt. <laughs> Well, sorcery that, speed. Yeah, with lava spike, I think is what that. that yeah. Would be. What did I say before the show? Uh, they have two hats. They have something pointy and something hot. Yeah. And they just draw like names out of a hat. Here's the pointy thing. Here's the sharp thing. There's your card. There yeah. you go. Cost red and does three. I think that's it for mono red stuff for me in particular. Sure. Which not, it kind of hurts me, but we'll hey. move on to green. Maybe there's better stuff. Look at look at. That second card there on your screen. Biogenic Ooze? I knew you'd like this one. I am super pumped for Biogenic Ooze. The 2-2 for 2 green and 3. When it enters the battlefield, you get a 2-2 green ooze. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on each ooze you control. And for green, green 1, create a 2-2 ooze creature token. Dank. He is excellent. I Yeah, you're paying a premium on those 4 mana 2-2 oozes? But you can get lots of them. And they become 3-3 three, three oozes, and they become 4-4 four, four oozes. And I th- I like cards like this specifically as far as design goes and art goes, because it's going to be a great foil. Because they're probably not going to print a whole lot of ooze lords. So they print a really cool one that kind of makes up for the fact that your ooze deck only has one lord in it. Like, you're not going to have, like, goblins or merfolk with yeah. just 25 lords, right? You just got this guy, but he's going to make your team bigger every turn and that's pretty cool super sweet this is the kind of thing that you have to know how it works so right put a plus one plus one counter on each ooze you control well this one is going to have one and then you're going to make another one yeah and then next turn those two are going to get one then you're going to make another one right so you have to always have a whole bunch of different amount of dice you got to be that guy who has a million ooze token cards yeah what about hey do you like um and raise four runners i don't know why they're called that but um, anyways, it's a boar, f- seven, seven boar for green, 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 five. Holy shit. So we like green, 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 five, right? It costs That's- eight. It probably wins us the game. Yeah. Okay. So it's got vig, trample, haste. Like when all those it, things. When it attacks, no, when it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus two, plus two and gain vigilance and trample until end of turn. So this one has haste and costs eight, just like crater hoof. And it's a seven, seven. So it's a little bit bigger than crater hoof technically (laughs) enters the battlefield like creator hoof it buffs all your dudes and gives them trample it's okay this one isn't twenty dollars it'd be a good i think it would be a good substitute if you don't want to go out and drop big money on a creator hoof i think that this is a fine proxy yeah also i think suitable analog that's what we'll call it i think that 
I don't know much about the flavor, so CCO Nation, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that the end raise is the Grohl's ultimate goal in that they want to burn the city of Ravnica, Ravnica to the ground and destroy the city. And they want nature to reclaim it. I think they call that the end raise. I think. I'm not 100% sure. And if that's not what's going on, it's what should be going on. Copyright. <laughs> F all the other guilds? Yeah. Yeah. If I uh, got Gruel, I am happy. I like this one. Guardian Project. It's an enchantment for green three. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it doesn't have the same name as another creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, draw a card. So in EDH, it says play a creature, draw a card. Unless you're playing those four cards that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, unless you're those being that ones guy. ones that you can play yeah. any number, right? But in any other green deck, it says play a creature, draw a card. Yeah, I like that. Now, that one would be... Maybe that's the one that goes in Animar from this set, but they just, they just gave us... Beast Whisperer, the green, green two elf that does the same thing. Right. Except he's just cause green, green in Animar. So it's like, I'll pay that, a, play this effect at two mana instead of four. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to give up hope that Animar is going to get anything good in this set. It's almost like Animar was really, really good. And then they. This is the set he would have been better in. Dial it back a little bit, maybe. I don't know. How do you, what do you think of Regenesis? Uh, it's an instant, which is great. It only gets permanence though. So you can't, uh, like, get your counter spell or your removal spell back at instant speed. Yeah, or if you're playing mono green, your gen wave or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we have this almost exact same card at Sorcery that gets you anything in restock yeah. for five mana. Yeah. That one removes itself from the game. This one doesn't. Look at that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think it's cool. I think at end of turn, you, you get back your thing that you wanted. Like, you could hypothetically just be a huge piece of shit with this one and like regenesis your i don't know your eternal witness and something else and then like e-wit back the card that you actually wanted you could probably loop this somehow tons and tons of loops with this for sure yeah you get back your e-wit and your archaeomancer or mnemonic wall and you just loop everything all the time yeah there yeah, you go that's a thing what do you what, what about uh, rampage of the clans instant for green three Destroy all artifacts and enchantments for each permanent destroyed this way. It's controller gets a 3-3 green centaur creature. Nah, I no. don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it because they already have this card for the same cost and they don't get dudes. I don't want them to have dudes. I suppose. What if it's destroying some of your own stuff? Well, then I guess I get some dudes too. But... What if you make everything an artifact and you just kill everything? Then they get all the dudes. I suppose. Yeah, I'm totally medium on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, we're at the end of green, and I don't have any Animar specials. One of them was super close. A couple of them were super close, but you know, F that. F, F everything. Well, we're into the multicolored section right now. Now, unfortunately, they haven't broken it down for us by guild, so we can just read all of the Gruul cards and say F everything else. But I guess maybe they did that on purpose so that we could talk about some other things. Yeah, you know what? I like, um, I like anything that's modal. I'm looking at Applied Biomancy. Super small effect, but it's an instant... Target creature gets plus one till end of turn or return target creature to its owner's hand and it costs green blue. That's not terrible. I dig it. Yeah. If uh, return target creature to its owner's hand, if you're going to bounce a creature with boomerang or if you're playing unsummon, uh, pretty low to the ground, pretty small effect, but in decks that want it, they want it. And this yeah. gives you another option uh, to do an additional damage or kill something on block. I think it's cool. Not bad. I like Basilica Bell Haunt. It's a 3-4 for white, white, black, black. That's a cool picture, hey? When it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card, and you gain three life. Yeah, I like that. And um, 
Uh, yeah, I like. You know what I like? All the random, uncommon, like just kind of okay cards. I I, I kind of like them all. Okay, now I want to talk about this one specifically because I actually think this one has unseated Pyrohemia as my favorite modern magic card art oh yeah of all time great card too in bedevil i love this art i love it it's got the devils with the pointy pitchforks and the lady she's like oh my gosh and it's kind of got that unique look to it i like everything about same this. same guy seb mckinnon i like Follow everything Twitter, about it. dude you'll see all kinds of art like this neat yes yeah, search them up expand your horizons <laughs> uh bedevil black black red instant destroy target artifact creature or Planeswalker. Holy shit, it is a good card, too. I just keep seeing the picture and be like, yeah, I'm going to get a bunch of those. Yep, that's a good card. Oh, You're going like to want a one. bunch of them. Yeah, I, I kind of do now, too, yeah. Here's here's what I want. I want Captive Audience. You know, I knew you were going to like this card, and I was kind of dreading getting to it, because I like it in theory. Yes. It's a great card, but I hate it in practice, because I hate cards like this. I hate its mana cost. I hate that it doesn't win you the game at that cost. I hate that you have to that you have to wait. I hate that um, there's choice, yeah, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so captive audience enters the battlefield under a under the control of an opponent of your choice. So I cast it, you get it. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Your life total becomes four. This is you choosing because yep. you get it. Yep. Your life total becomes four. Like, what? Four? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's I just rolled a six-sided dice, and I'm Watsy. I roll a dice. What is it? It's four. Okay, it's fucking four. Okay. <laughs> Discard your hand. Ooh. Sweet. Probably only gets one or two cards at seven mana to cast this card, right? Yeah. Okay. Each opponent creates five 2-2 two, two black zombie creature tokens, so they make 10 power worth of dudes yep. on 2-2 two, two bodies. Eh. Clearly a casual commander card. Very much so. Now, here's the, the the one situation I can consider I, Brando, would play this card is when somebody is playing Aloru, and they're doing that stupid crap where they give themselves a bunch of extra upkeeps. Oh, I so want to do that. It's like, oh, you want some extra upkeeps, oh, bruv? Here you go. And then they have to yeah. discard their hand, and they have to give you a bunch of dudes, and their life total becomes four. F you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. He's just sitting there at like 80. Hey, oh, I guess I'll just discard my hand, and then you guys all get 10 power worth of dudes. And then you're like, thanks. Everybody just goes, untap, upkeep, draw, go, 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 go. Alex goes, I guess I'll go to four. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's like, eat all my zombies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why it's fun. It's a fun yeah. card. That's but in fun. any other situation other than that, I, I don't like cards that just make other people just not lose the game, but it's like, oh, it costs too much. It takes too long. And it's like, God damn it. Uh, we did pass over this one. I want to talk about it super fast. Biomancer's Familiar. This is a card I think people should be picking up. You really think that? I think so. It's easier to remove than a training ground. It's harder to play than a training ground, but it is training ground, and that card is like 20 bucks. Yeah, except this one's easier to remove and harder to cast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it still goes in Sliver Queen, and that's what I care about. Yeah, activating or making of activated abilities cost two less to activate. Super great. It's on a 2-2 mutant for green-blue. Yep. And then it has, the next time you adapt something, you can adapt it as though it doesn't have a counter yeah, on it. Yeah, don't care, because oh, nobody's going to adapt anything ever. So yeah, there you cares. go. You want to talk about some Planeswalkers? We've got two of them right in front of us. Um, you got Domri Chaos Bringer, uh, green, red, two, five loyalty, plus one. 
add red or green to your mana pool, sure. If that mana is spent uh, to cast a creature, it gains Riot. Now, you know how much I like Riot. Yeah. And you know how much I like red, green? Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be buying one of these, 100%. Okay. I also like that there's pigs on it. I think that that's fun. Yes. I like the art. I like what the card does. I think he's really cool. Uh, he'll go very nicely in my set of I have every red Planeswalker. Or every red and green Planeswalker, I should say. He also has a minus three. Look at the top four cards of your library. You can reveal up to two creature cards from among them and put them into your hand. The rest go onto the bottom. And his minus eight is you get an emblem at the beginning of your end step. Create a four, four red boar. Irrelevant. That ability is irrelevant. But this oh, card's a beast. This card would have been badass in our uh, Merry Fistmas deck, hey? Yeah. You know what? This guy, this Domri here on the art, looks exactly like our buddy F.U. Evan if he shaved his head and made it into a mohawk. He even has like the same kind of like posture that I feel Evan would have when he's like holding something up. Yeah. He, he kind of looks like Evan. He kind of does, yeah. Okay, next. Six Finger Dovin Grand Arbiter. He has uh, six fingers? Apparently he has six fingers, sure. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, three loyalty, uh, blue, white, one, his plus one till end of turn. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin. Sure, because I'm attacking so much in my Azorius deck. Yeah. Um, his minus one, create a one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. Then you gain a life. Sure. And I guess that's what you attack with, right? Um, his minus seven, oof, that's lots, eh? Yeah. Look at the top 10 cards of your library, put three of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I hate these stupid planeswalkers that just let you look at a certain number. Like, I have to I have to build responsibly to make sure that they hit. I don't like that design. I agree with that. It's like well, a collected company thing, and it's good, and it lets you see more cards, and that's what people like because it makes them feel smart, but... I just don't like it. I don't. It, I think that this guy falls prey to the it's a planeswalker that costs three, so he can't be that good. Or he's a planeswalker that costs three. I have to play him because he only costs three. We, and he protects himself. Oh my God, we put him to two and we get a one one blocker. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. I don't know. I think he's corner case. I think he'll be in a couple of decks, but I honestly don't think he's that good. You know what is going to go in a couple of decks? And by a couple, I mean every goddamn Brago King Eternal deck ever uh. is Dovin's Acuity. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ugh. Whenever When it enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw a card, and it's an enchantment. So you can blink it with Brago. Of course you can. And whenever you cast an instant spell during your main phase you can return it to your hand. And you probably don't do that because you're just blinking it for free. Yeah, so it doesn't encourage Brago players to um, not play their instance on somebody else's turn because they just fucking blink it. God, I hate that card. Yeah. I, hope I, I hope every copy of it burns. <laughs> you know what I do like, though? What's that? Ethereal Absolution. Black, white, four. Enchantment. Creatures I control get plus one, plus one. Creatures you control get minus one, minus one. And then I can pay four and exile target card from an opponent's graveyard if it was a creature i create a one one white and black spirit creature token with flying and those spirit tokens look awesome neat i haven't seen them yet they're they're scary looking cool you ever seen uh, the dementors on the harry potter movies yeah that's what they look like oh neat oh yeah super scary i was like it has our black white planeswalker and tasa on the art we're not talking so much about art this time, hey? Like, the art just isn't as good, I think. this Maybe. I think maybe Ultimate Masters had more stuff that appealed to our aesthetic sensibilities. Yeah, maybe we were just excited to see new art on old cards that we liked, right? Yeah, that was good. Get this. I like Frilled Mystic. Frilled Mystic. Green, green, blue, blue, three, two, flash. Elf, 
Lizard Wizard. I like saying that. Yes. And uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may counter target spell. Ooh. It's like better Mystic Snake. I don't know. Is it better? Costs one more colored pip. It's mm-hmm. better because it's an elf and a wizard. It's better. Yeah. Speaking of art, you just mentioned it. You know what I like? I like get the point. Destroy target creature, scry one. It's uh, black, red, three. Your buddy's tied to one of those wheels that they throw knives at. It's like, what? And one actually got him. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. Shit, guy. I uh, hope you got insurance. I like uh, uh, Geyer. Is that the way we say Geyer engineer? Yeah. Uh, green, blue, one for a one, one. He taps to add green, blue. Uh, sure. It's it's fine, right? It's fine. It's a dork. It's fine. Whatever. How many how many things do we play that uh, cost three mana that untap target land? I know that this uh, can't untap your Gaia's cradle. I get it. But uh, I don't know. This probably goes where Eryxmethes is now in my Edric deck. Just because sure. I like having a guy that gives me two mana. And you want to cut the guy that initially inspired you to build that deck. No. <laughs> I like Growth Spiral, Instant Speed, Play an Extra Land, Draw Card. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's fine. I like it. I like Hydroid Crasis. Green, blue, X. The and Jellyfished Hydra Beast? Jellyfish Hydra Beast. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I feel like Experiment Kraj from this week, that's what he would have been if he was now printed. Like, he just had 900 creature types. Yeah, just a bunch of random things that they think about. Yeah. Whenever you cast this spell, you gain half X life and draw half X cards rounded down. Flying Trample comes into the battlefield with X plus ones on him. You'll notice that he has one of those big ass floaty sacks, too. Simic things in this set don't fly with wings. They fly with inflated ass sacks. Yeah, like do they just fart helium? They must. I guess that's why they call it magic. They turned a whole guild in Ravnica into a fart joke. Wow. How do you like that? They're beating us at our own game. Okay, what about Judith Scourge of the Scourge Diva? Everybody's pretty hard for this card, hey? Well, everybody's super hard for her because they're all like, oh my god, look at her, she's wearing leather and latex, and I can't wait to see all the hot cosplayers do her at conventions. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's why everybody's hard for her. I think she's good. I think she's she's fine. Whenever uh, whenever non-token creature you control dies, she deals one damage to any target. So that's kind of like Goblin Bombardment. Sure. Sure. You don't, can't sack to her, but she also has other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And it's also non-token creatures, so it's like your good stuff got to die. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a thing, right? It's whatever. I and don't know. she's a 2-2 two, two for three, which, I mean, cool. She comes down like relatively early and you can start beating in. Like, that's fine. She's okay. Yeah. We would be remiss to not talk about Kaya's Wrath. White, white, black, black. Oh. Destroy all creatures. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you control that were destroyed this way. Yeah, I love it. It's like Wrath of God with an upside for just you. Yeah. Hard to cast. Like, you're not casting this one on turn three to get somebody's commander off a of soul ring. Like, this is full stop turn four, right? Probably. But uh, super good. It's not bad at all. I like Lavinia... Lavinia Azorius Renegade. She just like hard locks somebody out with knowledge pool. So she's just cheaper than Tefri Mage of Zelfir. Cool. And she adds white. Great job, Wizards, because that deck needed any goddamn help. Yeah, it needs more stuff. Thanks, guys. I like the new art on Mortify. Yeah, and there was a promo art too, right? Yes, sir. I think it's cool. I like it. Like do you do you like ma- Macabre? 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 Mockery? Macabre Mockery? Uh... It's like a threaten effect, but you get it from an opponent's graveyard. It's medium. It's fine. I it's think okay. it's cool. I think it's a cool card, but I i don't know if I'd play it. I don't know if lots of people are going to play it. If you're planning on playing it, let us know in the comments. Very much so. How about, uh, I'm planning to play Nikya of the Old Ways. 
It's a 5-5 five, five for 5. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one of any type that land produced. It's the mana doubler. You play it with the rest of your mana doublers in red and green. There's like 10 of them, FYI. And you can't cast non-creature spells. Bizarre Trader. Give it to the control player. Beat the shit out of them. <laughs> End of turn. Get it back with Homeward Path. Yeah. Super sweet. But I think outside of that, I don't know if I'm going to play this guy. You know, I like, everybody knows I like to play permanent things. I like to play creatures. I like to go big. I like to beat the shit out of things. But I like my enchantments and my artifacts too. Yeah, I can't, that's a thing. I can't play this guy and then tap two land and decimate. Yeah, this is this is creature.deck, right? Yeah, you got to... And I think if I'm going to play creature.deck, I think I might just play, what's his name, uh, the Unbound, or when somebody plays a non-creature thing, it sixes them. Yeah, they definitely go in each other's decks. Yeah. And that, uh, you know what You know what I do like in creature.deck is you can play um, Primal Surge as a backup win condition for Nikya if yeah. some reason you don't have double mana. Well, you could use your double mana, then sack him to a Ashnod's altar that you played before you played him. To power yourself into Primal Surge, and then Primal Surge your whole deck and win. Super cool, yeah. Yeah. I think my Nikia give him away with Bizarre Trader was a Dean Goody special, at Grubfellow on Twitter. Have we said F.U. Dean Goody in a, in a while? F.U. Dean Goody. There it is. How about Prime Speaker Vanifar? Lots of people hard on this. I'm going to tell you a true story. This is a true 100% story. I have not read this card because there was too many words on it. Okay, I'll read you some certain words that are on this card. Okay. Blue-green 2, legendary creature, 2-4, elf, ooze, wizard. So it goes with our ooze lord from earlier. Do you like Do you like this card yet? So far, it's pretty cool. Okay, tap. Sack another creature. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to 1 plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. So it's like... So uh, she's shitty birthing pot. It's like birthing pot on your commander. Let's call that shitty, okay. <laughs> let's let's keep reading. You put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. You can only activate it anytime you cast a sorcery. So shitty birthing pot. Yeah, unless you have a CCO staple intruder alarm. Then you get your whole deck. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And you play with oozes. None of those yeah. X oozes though, because they'll just die. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty cool. She's a cool card, for sure. Yeah, She's cool. I, I dig her lots, yeah. She's got uh, Prime Speaker Zagana's uh, Trident as well. She probably beat her up in the playground and took it. She's an ooze. I think that I think that one-on-one, -on -one, in real life, a gelatinous cube would beat your average merfolk. Probably, unless the ooze is water-soluble. Probably isn't, though. And if know. it is, maybe it's not all the way water-soluble, so it takes a while, so it just turns into a cloud of ooze under the water, makes oh, it like even harder like to escape. Oh, like an oil spill. Yeah, like on... Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, where this oil slick comes up and it just eats these people on a raft. That oh. sounds like Pirates of Darkwater, the cartoon from Hanna-Barbera in the 90s. Did you watch that video I sent you that's the full history of Pirates of Darkwater on YouTube? You didn't send me that video. I would have watched it immediately. Maybe I just, I suck at sharing YouTube videos, I just found out. Did you send it to Big Ben? Maybe. He likes it, too. No, you I thought I sent F it to you. I will watch that today. Okay. All right, good. What else we got? Rhythm of the Wild. I know you, you like this one. We talked about Mirror March. It's the card that I'm the most excited about to put into my one of my favoritest decks. Rhythm of the Wild, I actually think, is my favorite card in the set. Okay, let, me, let me give it a read here. Okay. Green, red, one, enchantment. Creature spells you control can't be countered. Yeah. Sounds good. Non-token creatures you control have riot. 
they enter the battlefield with your choice of plus one, plus one counter, or haste. Now, if this card didn't say non-token creatures on it, I would probably have an erection right now. Because Gross. it was going to go into Omnath, and oh baby, yeah, would I'm, Omnath I'm wreck house with a Rhythm of the Wild. As it stands, it's just a effing cool card, and it keeps your, your big, what is it, Timmy? Is Timmy yep. the... Timmy's the one. It keeps your big Timmy's just coming and hitting the table, and I like that. It can give them haste. It can give them just bigger. It's always haste, unless they already have haste, by the way. And it just makes your deck cool. I really, really like this card. I like the art on it. I like that Domri's there with all of his pigs, and they're running. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this card. I'm really <laughs> excited to own them. all his pigs, and he's just going to trample you and eat you like on Hannibal. Who was it on Twitter that made the joke, like, that's... That'll do, pig, or they, they call, call me, me Mr. Pig. pig. Yeah, I, I know Smitty said that. That's what I thought of. Like, I would definitely buy one of these and get you to draw Timon and Pumbaa on it. I would definitely do that. I I'm, think that's a thing I'm going to do. I'm down. So be prepared for that altar to come across your 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 desk. Be prepared for, I'm just going to read the name and the creature type. Sharkto Crab. Fish, octopus, crab. That's all we need to know. Also, let's talk cool art in Savage Smash. That's me headbutting everybody that plays mono blue every time I ever see them. That's what I picture. I just want to get longer hair on that guy and then paint like Smitty's face on that other guy's face. No, Jesse's. Yeah, there we go. Yep, another one coming across my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Simic Ascendancy is the kind of card that I like. It's an enchantment for green blue. Play green blue one, put a counter on a creature you control. Whenever a plus one counter is put onto a creature you control, you can put a growth counter on Simic Ascendancy, and at the beginning of your upkeep, if it has 20 or more counters, you win the game. That's a thing. Alt-win cons are good. I hate that it's at the beginning of your upkeep, um, but you can instant speed get more counters on it. But still, still telegraph that you're, oh, I'm going to put these, I've got six mana, I can put two counters and win, like, yeah. I don't know. Also, I mean, I guess this one too, if you played it in our deck from last week, like, there you go. Remove it or I effing win, period. Yeah. And that's that's pretty cool. What do you think of Sunder Shaman? I was just going to say Sunder Shaman, red, red, green, green, 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. What? Uh, can't be blocked by more than one creature. So he's got like opposite menace. He's so good. There's no name for that? Nope. I guess not. Okay. Whenever Sunder Shaman deals combat damage to a player, destroy target artifact or enchantment that player controls. It's a Trigon Predator. I like Trigon Predator better. Trigon Predator better. Because he flies, um, but this this does it. This is good, yeah. This does it because you can't like double or triple block it with your two two zombies to kill it. It's gonna be it's gonna come. It's that relentlessness, and and you gotta like that. Even a, a trigon predator, you can just chump block that thing forever. Whereas this one, like you gotta throw something fairly big in the way to to stop it from coming at you every turn. Theater of horrors. This is a, this has got our this has got our rock hard what's her name Judith on it. Oh yeah. Uh, three mana at the beginning of your upkeep. Exile the top card of your library during your turn. If an opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors, and you can go red three to deal one damage to an opponent or planeswalker. It's cool. I like it. Infinite mana sink. Pseudo card advantage. Do we want to talk about Tasa Karlov? I think she's good, but I think she's lazy. I think we talked about this before. Triggered ability to trigger, it triggers an additional time when something dies. Yeah. I like creatures you control have Vig and lifelink. Creature tokens you control have Vig and lifelink. Creature tokens. I am soft. I feel like this this was made because they realized that the Orzov ability this set is pretty bad. So they just printed something that's good to make the ability a little bit better. 
yeah, you still don't play this in your, what's the Orzhov ability this time called Afterlife or something? Yeah. When it dies, you get a certain number of 1-1 one, one spirit tokens with flying. Yeah, you get like double that number, then they have Vigilance you don't just You don't just jam like the 12 or whatever Afterlife cards that exist in your Tesa Karlov deck. You build a die trigger yeah. deck, right? Yeah, That's like, what you do. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so on the nose that it, it bugs me. I don't like cards like this where it's just so on the nose. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm thinking about Lord of Tressorhorn, and he has probably 20 when it dies triggers in his deck because it's a sacrifice type deck. If I added white, I'd get a few more. Cool. That's what Tasa Karlov brings to the table. Uh, I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah. So when when my Doom Traveler dies, I get two one ones. That's just the same as Afterlife. When my Driver of the Dead dies, I get two one ones back into my hand instead of one. When my blister grub dies, I, you guys take four instead of two. I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever. It's I don't know. I just wanted to mention it because it's whatever. You know what pumps my nads is all the lockets. The lockets are cool. Yeah, lockets are cool. I like um, glass of the guild pack. Two-drop artifact, multicolored creature. You control, get plus one, plus one. Very, both of those guild pack things are cool, hey? Yeah, the other one is yeah. you choose two colors and spells of the color... No, oh, yeah, that, no, there's... Yeah, no, that's from Commander. I, I was, yeah, I was talking about like a long time ago yeah, card. <laughs> Tome of the Guild Pact, an artifact for five. You can tap to add a mana of any color to your pool, and whenever you cast a multicolored spell, you draw a card. Yeah, dang, I wish it wasn't five, right? I wish it was four. Whatever, it's five. You right? want it to be four so that you can go land, Sol Ring, something, go, and then... Yeah, I want it on turn two, I guess. Yeah. Alas. I love the art on Rakdos Locket. With the little flecks of like sparks and stuff. I think it's cool. I that's going to be a neat foil. Yeah. It's going to be a cool-ass foil. And that's that's kind of it. Now we got. Did we get some new gates? We got we got a new gate here. Gateway Plaza. Was that in Guilds of Ravnica too? I don't know. I don't know. When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice unless you pay one. Oh, it's um. Rupture Spire. And Trans Guild Promenade, but it's a gate. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Uh, goes in your gate deck, I guess, if you have one. And then we've got Plaza of Harmony. Enters the battlefield. If you control two or more gates, gain three life. And uh, you can tap it for a colorless or add a mana of any type that a gate you control could produce. So, again, goes in your gate deck. Sure. Awesome. And then we've got, of course, all of our guild-specific shock lands. I'm happy they're reprinting them. I'm sad they're not. Does this make me sound like, a, oh, I like the old cards better, where I just don't like this art? I don't like any of them except for the Blood Crypt so far. I don't like any of them. I think that modern Ravnica art on lands is so hyper, super detailed because that's what they think people like. And while they are beautiful because they are super hyper detailed and shaded all great with all the most modern electronic drawing programs, um, you know, I, I, I like the old art. Like, am I alone there? Like, I'll use my favorite one, of course, as my example. But you look at the first stomping ground versus this one. Like, this one's cool. You get the point. The old one was just like a sidewalk with a bunch of stuff smashed on it and then a nice sky. It's a great foil. It's a cool little card. It's just, it's nice. Yeah, I and like I like them. I think they all look good in foil. I mean, they, they, they commission art specifically now so it looks good in foil. Their process is different, right? Um, this is what I think that you will like. I think that they have two arts of all of the guild gates. I think that Gruel guild gate you will love. That one with just the door? It's just a door. Yeah. Like that... everything else got smashed to shit except the door. And, and it's like you still have to go up and knock on it and be like, <laughs> hey, Mr. Gruel, can I come in? And they're like, no. 
and they slam it in your face. <laughs> yeah, and they would shut it too. And they wouldn't. And the guy would be like, "Oh!" And you bet your ass you're not walking around that door. No, because you will get stomped flat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're in agreement there. I yeah. like it. Well, all the land are very nice to look at. Yeah, they are cool. They're great. I don't want it to make it sound. Oh, I don't like this card. I just don't like them as much as the other ones. And I think that's fair. You know what? The more I'm looking at them, the more I like them because I just love seeing all of the detail in them. There's lots to be seen. Yeah, in I love that Rakdos guild gate where it looks like a giant circus tent with the Rakdos face on the front of it. Mm. And at the same time, I love the other Rakdos guild gate where it's like you're going down into this back alley like pub, but you walk in and it's like full of jesters and evil people. And you're going to pay a whole bunch of money and you're going to have to wear a mask because everything that happens there is illegal. Yes, and yeah. nobody wants to rat anybody out. And there's people from like the Azorius guild there and it's like full of enemies. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's just nice. Good flavor. Good flavor with those two different arts. It's I the like place it. I like to go in D and D. Yeah. But you don't tell any of your friends about it. It's like what you go- it's like what you search for on Pornhub. You don't <laughs> tell anybody that shit. <laughs> That's Rakdos Guildgate for you right there. What do you think? On the on the whole, what's the set feel like? Good, bad, indifferent? Honestly, I think as a whole, I'm kind of indifferent to this one. But I think that a lot of that is coming because the last set we got was Ultimate Masters, which had everybody kind of frothing at the mouth with how cool it was and how much great stuff was in it. This one has two cards that I am beyond excited for, and that's it. Everything else is like, I'll pick some of those up. Maybe three, because there's that one that has all the cool the cool art. But I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not upset that I can't get all of the cards right now. I'm not super hard up to play lots of these things well here's what i think i think we are both at a point in our edh playing career that we know what we like and what we don't like we know what deck what cards go into decks we currently own and we know what uh types of cards we might want to build around in the future so if 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 a set happens to hit on a lot of that or fire on a whole bunch of our cylinders as it were um, great, we love the set. Otherwise, it's just like another set. Let's get our Shocklands. Let's get our foil Guild Gates for our Guild Gate decks. Let's get the few that we want, and that's it. You know what we should do though? Uh, we'll talk to the to the Dude Bros and CCO crew, I guess, and we'll uh, we'll maybe get together one of those "What's in Your Cart" shopping articles. Hey, we'll talk yeah. to the guys and see what everybody thinks. Yeah, let us know. I'll CCO Brando P- DM me or. Just tweet at me or whatever, and just let me know what are you, what are you the most excited for, and kind of why. Like, what is it that's going to make you go to the store and, and buy product, or what are the singles that you're chomping at the bit? What are the ones that you have pre-ordered already? Yep, I'm I'm going to tell Brando that he's going to tell me, and we're going to put together uh, we him. <laughs> he's going to put something together, and he's going to take into account the dude bros in the CCO crew, and also all of CCO Nation, and we're going to get something for you to read. Yeah. Excellent. You can find it on CommanderCookout.com. Dot com. Yeah. There 90s cartoon cop voice. So that's the set. That's our it's our second set review? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know, on a whole, I don't think as good as Ultimate Masters, but of course, because it's not Ultimate Masters, it's not Ultimate anything. It's our third run through Ravnica. Has it sparked your ideas? Do you have anything that you are pumped to build that you would not have built before we went back to Ravnica for the second time? For us, I don't think I don't think it has. I definitely want to build amplifier one creature dot deck. <laughs> but you guys are out there building newer stuff. Maybe you don't all have ten decks like we do, and you want to build 
new stuff with these new things. If you if you do, let us know. And if not, we'll talk to you again on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Woo!